So, you know, last week we talked about the uh, streetcars and the, uh, let's say, them being free in Ybor. So I guess we lied to people? Yeah, well, I guess we didn't know either. But we were lying, yeah. but we were wrong. <laughs> yes, and so apparently the Tico streetcar, which honestly this is pretty hard to track down. So there was some stories a couple of weeks ago about the fact that they were considering charging. Essentially, the Tico streetcar was free because of a grant. And that yeah. grant has since ended. And so conversations were about the fact that it's ended and about the fact that we're going to have to start paying 250 or 150 if you're a senior for the Tico streetcar. Um, however, what was really hard to find was that decision has been made. And so even on the Tico website, it still said it was a free trolley. Um, and when then I called... The, the phone number to come to ask someone in the lifetime. I'm like, Hey, I heard because the listener told us, Hey, the Tico streetcar is now paid. I was trying to find that online and I couldn't find the final decision. But when you call the number, it does let you know that it's two fifty to ride the streetcar. So I haven't taken it yet, uh, since it's been paid. So I guess we can follow back up to make sure that's the case. Yeah, it'll, be, but... it'll be interesting to see what that means for ridership too, because, mm-hmm. you know, the ridership sucked when it was paid before, but now that a bunch of people have had the chance to ride it and realize the value of it, maybe right. it's, you know, something to be paid for. I guess we'll pay attention. By the way, uh, for someone uh, writing in and saying, Hey, I was listening. You guys are kind of like out of date on that information, which was recent news. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you listening, um, we love hearing from you guys. So hit us up anytime. We're on the streets, 813 at Gmail um, is a great way to get in touch with us. Um, let us know about upcoming events, news stories, things, corrections that we need to be made. Uh, but for those of you joining us, welcome to Tampa Talk. It's September 1st. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right. What are we talking about? So obviously the the storm, Hurricane Idalia is on the news everywhere. And so that is what happened this week. Yeah, Yeah. that's what happened this week. And so the history of this week is actually very fascinating because what we found is actually a video from September 1st, 1960 of Tampa streets being flooded. And so the video apparently claims that it wasn't so much a hurt, like a one big hurricane, but just um, improper uh, sewer management. So just like flooding due to rain. That was some Um, serious flooding in that video. Some serious flooding, yeah. And so it's people, it's people going around on boats, like much like you're seeing the videos of Bayshore today, but that was actually September 1st, 1960. Um, in modern news, obviously the hurricane, um, missed Tampa. And so there's, um, there's a lot of news out there about how it dodges us from a direct path of the hurricane, which, you know, uh, the last hurricane that hit Tampa at that magnitude was like in the twenties and thirties. And so the fact that, you know, back then there was a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand people living in Tampa versus today, the Tampa Bay is home to 3 million people, um, shows that the impact of something like that happening is like a lot more severe. Huge. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's, you know, better to hit anybody else, but us, but the population density of the Tampa Bay area is pretty substantial compared to other parts of Florida. Um, and then with that news of the fact that while the hurricane dodges, we still saw a substantial amount of flooding. And so there's a drone video that we shared that captures the flooding from the hurricane all along uh, Bayshore and downtown. And so obviously I haven't been up there because you can. It's, it's it was flooded. serious, yeah. But it's all serious. The river walk is completely. I mean, you see the rails. Right. There's no river walk. It's yeah. under the river. And people have been like boating, like uh, kayaking and paddleboarding. Oh, and there tubing. was like a CNN clip, and these like two like little, like just dudes go by on this big inflatable animal or yeah. whatever, like by the CNN reporter yeah. paddling their way by. Um, Which I'm glad people are making like having fun in a situation right, like what that. Are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. But 
Uh, Tampa police do say not to be out of the water because it's trash water. So not only is it water coming from the that, water, is a good point. but it's, it's coming nasty. up from the sewers. It's not good. So it's really gross water. And so, you know, people that are tasked with going to clean up this mess um, are wearing like like medical grade equipment, like, you know, serious grade equipment to prevent themselves from the uh, contamination of the water. That is not what those boys in the inflatable were uh, wearing. I think they were bathing suits. Right. And so, you know, this is filled with our, our yeah, waste, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not just clean ocean water coming over the wall. It's uh, also coming out of our sewers. So keep that in mind. Get out of the water. It's dirty. And as they try to clean it up, um, you're Oof. in the way, kind of, too. So... I'm glad. Hope people that I wanted their fun had their fun. Yeah, y'all Go nasty. Go take a shower or something, <laughs> and stay stay away from it. Um, and then where the hurricane did hit, so over in the Big Bend region in the Tallahassee area, um, there's obviously already units mobilizing to go help. Um, the mayor of Tallahassee was did say that he they were all very they proactive in planning for this, and so called in a lot of their. Um, other relationships with other governments in order to be prepared to respond to the power outages and things that would come from the hurricane. Um, and so one of the orgs that we shared about is Salvation Army, and they have uh, mobile feeding units out there, incident management teams and supply distribution teams working to distribute things like food. So through 16 different mobile units um, coming from both Florida and Georgia, so Southern Florida and Northern Southern Georgia. Um, Incident management, so, you know, things that are affecting, uh, like, that require first response. And then supply distribution, so emergency relief kits, food, water, cleanup kits, baby supplies, all the things that people lose when their homes are flooded. Um, and they also shared that the best way to support the efforts is to donate. So ultimately, these things cost money. And so you can um, donate through various different ways to, to organizations like the Salvation Army or other emergency aid organizations in order to provide the help that that region needs to get back in order. You know, I was going to mention, too, that our friends with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief are collecting supplies to mm -hmm. share by uh, communities that were harder hit. Um, but they do they are collecting actually here at Waters Avenue Church. So at 609 West Waters Avenue, if you guys want to, like, drop off any materials to them, I think they, they will have people here picking up. But then they also just have, like, a bin out front if they're not here when you drive by and you want to throw something in there, checking it frequently. Uh, but you guys are more than welcome to kind of come by with any supplies you might have. Maybe you stocked up on supplies that maybe they need north of us. Um, they are collecting and typically they'll pack up U-Hauls and head them into the areas of most need. But Mutual Aid Disaster Relief is an incredible crew of just mm -hmm. like, it's just a volunteer organization that always rallies around these kind of uh, storms and emergencies. And uh, yeah, so I just want to encourage you guys to do what you can. Absolutely. And the last piece of news that wasn't uh, related to the hurricane is it's apparently already Halloween. So September 1st hits and it's Halloween, according to I cannot believe that. capitalism in America. So I was at Home Depot today and they have they were putting out all their giant skeletons and everything. But that's so Tampa also put out a list of Halloween events coming up in the Tampa Bay area, um, starting, I guess, beginning of October through. And so, you know, your basic Screamageddon. Um, Henry's like haunted house there in over in Plant City, and a couple other ones that you should check out. Which also, I guess, that means it'll be the sixth year anniversary of Well Built Bikes, which feels like we just celebrated five years, and yeah. here we are coming up on year six. That is at the end of well October, I guess. Uh, and uh, what else? The you know the other just thinking about the bike shop, and you know, I was 
with the back to the hurricane for a second, I was uh, one really grateful. I mean, we didn't get hit too hard here, but I was really grateful. We we really didn't miss much in terms of operations with our different outreaches and uh, even the bike shop. We didn't have to close abnormal hours. I think the mall opened like an hour later on Wednesday or something than normal. But um, on Tuesday, as we were anticipating the storm rolling in, um, you know, we didn't see a lot of traffic. People were uh, maybe not out bike shopping uh, yeah. before the storm. They were busy doing other things. But we, di- I was really glad we were grateful we were able to be open. I would say 90% of the people that came through that day were our friends that live on the streets. And we had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with people that live in tents and mm-hmm. that were worried about, like, what to expect. And we were encouraging people not to sleep under these trees. And, you know, yeah. obviously, we got nowhere near what could have been had it been closer or whatever. And so... They got off easy with just a, a wet night. But um, anyway, I just want to take a minute and just and just uh, reflect some gratitude for uh, our ability to continue to operate. And, the, you know, for there's so many folks on the streets in Tampa. I was really grateful that it wasn't um, well, it wasn't what it could be. And we don't have a lot of our neighbors left homeless after the fact. Like we do see a lot of times with storms in other yeah. places. But no, great point. It's always important to remember those those folks that don't have a roof over their head when we're worried about the roof that might blow off our head. Right, right, right. Um, right. Starting from a better place than some others. So I think that's an important thing to reflect on. Some stuff coming up here this weekend, right? Some stuff to do. Yeah, so we have the Tampa Bay Theater Festival going on from the 1st to the 3rd, so from today until Sunday. And it's happening in multiple different locations across Tampa. So the Straws is hosting some things. Um, the... Um, HCC uh, Black Box Theater there. Mm. They have a couple different venues as well. And so basically, this Tampa Bay Theater Festival was, is put on by Rory, Rory Lawrence, um, who really wanted to emphasize homegrown local ta- talent and started this initiative back in 2014. And so this is going to be the 10th year of the Tampa Bay Theater Festival. It's awesome. Um, and then there's going to be competitions and plays. It's not just like your standard theater. There's like a monologue competition and a poem, uh, like a poetry slam competition. So it's a nice. great way to celebrate like young local artists in the Tampa Bay. And then there's the Culture and Community Fest happening on the second on Saturday over at Tampa Premium Outlets. And this is a way to celebrate culture and community with music, food, and other festivities. And then the vibes of the Bay tickets are still are sorry. It's still free to register. Tickets will be available for sale at the door, but free if you register online in advance. Um, but Vibes of the Bay will be celebrating their seventh year of hosting this festival that celebrates 20-plus artists that are all local to, again, the Tampa Bay. Um, it's the new and the emerging in music. And I've been before. It's always a great time. I highly recommend checking it out. And it's a free event. It's free for everyone. So the tickets will be free until the event because that's not till the end of september correct correct so it's free as long as you register online in advance if you show up at the door you pay like 10 bucks that's awesome yeah and like i said it's a really good show um we also shared a podcast this week john you want to tell us a little bit the podcast well yeah so um i actually think i'm going to be on the next episode of it assuming they come out in the order they're recording um but there's a new podcast we shared one maybe a week or two ago but it's called the tampa innovation project and um it's some guys up from the uptown area that are doing um some interviews with a lot of folks around kind of the development of uptown and the innovation corridor there and so um, they had Chris Bowen on first, who was, that was episode one, um, who's the chief development officer 
um, of RD Management and the company that is has bought uh, what was formerly University Mall. That's kind of the epicenter of that development. They're calling Rhythm at Uptown now. But then Mark Sharp, who's kind of been the um, CEO of this, um, what's called Soaring Cities, this initiative, this nonprofit initiative that's really existing to pull together all of these different um let's say anchor institutions and to kind of see the development of this uh, innovation kind of corridor there uh, around University Mall and in the university area. Um, it was a really cool um, interview with him. Um, gave a very kind uh, shout out to yours truly on there. I was grateful for that, but also just uh, it's a good sketch of a lot of what's going on there. And I actually mm-hmm. did an interview with those guys this week, the host of the show. So um, I guess we'll be sharing that soon as well i imagine as those roll out we'll probably continue to share them here it's just a, a nice cool local podcast that is uh coming on the scene that just just kicking off there are two episodes in i look forward to listening more otherwise you can uh please comment rate and share tampa talk like we said we really appreciate people uh giving us their feedback and uh sending us anything that they think we should talk about correct whatever it might be yeah and also uh come hang out with us we're going to be out at harvest hope uh, park this morning, uh, sharing food and hanging out from 1030 to 12. Also we'll be at the Ebor garden from 10 to 12. Um, we got a lot of mulch delivered. So, uh, please come help us grab a shovel or a rake, uh, and, and put in some work. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about everyone. And thank you for joining us until next time. Y'all be good.